Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I am Ogechi Ekeanyao. Did you know that just 1% of the routine vaccines needed in Africa are produced on the continent? Africa is still dependent on imported vaccines and faces various barriers to becoming vaccine producers. This dependence makes it difficult to respond to health crises as we saw with COVID-19 where there was a vaccine supply problem. To understand Africa's vaccines needs and challenges, our reporter Michael Kaloki spoke to Dr. Iberi Okeke, Senior Technical Advisor at the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change and Honorary Senior Public Health Advisor for the African Center for Disease Control. Does the African continent have capacity to produce vaccines? It has to build that capacity, has some capacity, but not enough to meet our needs and to provide the health security that we aspire towards. So as of last year, Africa had the capacity to produce 1% of the vaccines that it needed routinely. I'm not talking about pandemic um, response here. And uh, the ambition um, articulated through the Partnerships for African Vaccine Manufacturing is to move that capacity from 1% to 40% to 60% of our um, vaccine needs by 2040. Now, that's an ambitious uh, 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 challenge, but not insurmountable. And some progress has been made with increasing capacity, um, in first, uh, firstly, to uh, produce a COVID vaccine to respond to the current pandemic, but also to move towards a situation where we are more reliant on our own um, manufacturers for the vaccines that we'll need um, in the long term. So do we have the capacity now? Not entirely. Do we, can we get the capacity? Absolutely, yes, we can. And it's not just about vi- uh, vaccines. The same challenges uh, exist for the cap- manufacturing of ther- other therapeutics and of diagnostics. We are too reliant on a global system that um, doesn't actually put us first um, for supply of most of the, inf- the, the technology we need for our health um, system. So the work that is being developed now not only will not only solve the problem of the current pandemic, but will set the foundation for us to have more resilience in our system um, going, going forward. Apart from being reliant on the global system, what other challenges does the continent face in regards to developing capacity for diagnostics, therapeutics and vaccine production? Okay, so we'll start with the, the um, most obvious, and that is actually funding. Um, regretfully, very, there's very little public sector investment in research in life sciences on the continent. And we're only now beginning to see emergence of public-private partnerships investing in research and development. That is the foundation for all we need for this um, health system uh, uh, supplies. We need the R&D on the continent that will inform the development of the vaccines, the therapeutics and the diagnostics. So that is the big challenge. And R&D is not an overnight thing. It's long-term investment in the institutions, the people, the talent, the expertise that work in that R&D to ask the right questions, to address the priorities on the continent. I would say that in terms of investment need and work efforts that's needed, investment in developing the research and development um, uh, aspect of manufacturing uh, health products is the number one biggest challenge. But closely linked to that is the challenge of investment. 
We don't invest in our health system. Too often, our governments see health as a drain on resources rather than an essential investment in our development and economic growth. The pandemic has shown very clearly that if you do not invest in health, development will stall, economic growth will stall, education will stagnate. So we need to find the finances. Then the other challenge, of course, um, besides investment and R&D, is actually engaging with the, 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 the uh, uh, industry itself. The pharmaceutical industry is predominantly located in the global north, in a small number of countries. In order to address the current capacity uh, challenges we have in the continent, we have got to engage with that industry. This December, the second international conference on public health in Africa will take place in Rwanda. One of the main topics of discussion will be increasing local African production of diagnostics, therapeutics and vaccines. We spoke to Professor Claude Mouvouni, Director General for Rwanda Biomedical Center, about the importance of this conference and the steps Rwanda is taking to increase its vaccine production capacity. This second international conference on public health in Africa is actually the second one. It's going to be an in-person conference that will provide a unique platform for African researchers, policymakers, and also stakeholders to come together and share perspectives and research findings in public health while ensuring in a new era of strengthened scientific collaboration and innovation across the continent. So building on this uh, CPHIA 2021 that occurred uh, virtually last year, this year's conference will also serve as a catalyst to build more resilient health systems that allow African countries to better prepare for and also manage averaging emerging health threats while also addressing long-standing infectious disease. Now, Professor, just over a year ago, the International Finance Corporation and the Rwanda Development Board signed a collaboration agreement to develop vaccine manufacturing capacity in Rwanda and contribute to expanding vaccine production in Africa. Could you tell me a bit more about this plan and its goals? So the government of Rwanda uh, partnered with uh, the International Finance Corporation as well as also various other organizations to build the key enablers for the development of an industry to produce vaccines and also other pharmaceutical products. We are working with other partners in a number of different areas, such as building the required capability at the Rwanda Food and Drug Authority to properly regulate this industry, expanding also the academic offering in biotechnology at local education institutions, as well as also setting up new education institutions to address the short-term skill gaps for vaccine manufacturing and also enhancing further the institutions that are led, I lead the Rwanda Biomedical Center. So I believe that uh, the European company that BioNTech, which plan to uh, establish a modular messenger RNA vaccine manufacturing plant in Kigali in Rwanda. So this plan, this plant plans to produce up to 50 million doses of BioNTech messenger RNA vaccines with plans to manufacture other vaccines in BioNTech's uh, pipeline to treat uh, infectious disease 
that are endemic to the continent, such as malaria, tuberculosis, and HIV, as well as also cancer treatments. The investment of uh, BioNTech in Rwanda showcases very well the ambition of the country in this industry. The Partnership for African Vaccine Manufacturing, in conjunction with the African Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is pushing to increase Africa's capacity to manufacture vaccines. This is important for both public health and industry development. But getting a new industry off the ground is challenging. We're back to Dr. Eberi Okereke to tell us about what can be done to make an emerging African vaccine manufacturing system successful. For us to have a vaccine manufacturing ecosystem and industry on the continent, we do not need every country to manufacture. What we need is a diversity of manufacturing across the continent um, that meets the needs of the continent. So it doesn't mean that every country has to have its own vaccine manufacturer. And in fact, some countries may be better placed to actually manufacture what we call the adjacencies, the things that the industry may need to support it. So simple things like, you know, the, the containers for vaccines, the syringes and needles that we need. You may recall that um, during the uh, when there was a, the, the very hard push for vaccine uh, to deliver the COVID vaccine, um, we there were some countries and some uh, regions ran out of syringes for routine immunization because they were all being used. So there is a need for some manufacturing the adjacencies to the vaccine manufacturing, not just the vaccines themselves. Also, we have a population across the continent of 1.4, 1.5 billion and growing. But there are very few countries who can manage, who can make it will make economic sense to say we we're manufacturing vaccines purely for our own country. It will not make sense economically because the investment will not be worth the, 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 the market, the size of the market. So what we're aiming for isn't 55 countries manufacturing vaccines, but perhaps closer to a smaller number, much smaller number. And I wouldn't care, care to sort of suggest the number here. Um, that will manufacture for the continent. So having said that, those that are uh, the front runners, so to speak, in, in, in manufacturing, what, have they, what did they have in place? So first of all, there were either countries that already had some pre-existing vaccine manufacturing capacity, so like South Africa and Senegal, for example, or they already had a, a pharmaceutical manufacturing um, uh, capacity, not just for vaccines, but for other meds medical products uh, existing in, in the continent. That gives you an advantage in that you already understand the needs and you already have the networks and opportunities. A key thing, I would say a key enabler is political support and not just support in terms of principles we support and endorse there being a manufacturer in our country, but supporting that by creating an enabling trade environment for partnership with the international players, with investment, actually, either in building the, the physical architecture itself or in training the workforce or funding the training of the workforce. That sort of political commitment is really key. Having access to research and development institutions or partnering already with research and, and development institutions and academic institutions developing the workforce. Those are the sort of, and again, these are all the things that the Partnership for Africa uh, Vaccine Manufacturing outlines as the enabling environment. One of the most important steps is having a national regulatory authority 
that has the qualifications, the people to be able to support the development of those industries. So those are the sort of factors that have enabled them to, to, to make progress quickly. So what other countries can do is then look at it, okay, where is our regulatory authority? Do we, how do we support our national regulatory authority to get to the um, required WHO standard to be able to license any and support any manufacturing system that emerges? Where is our pharmaceutical industry that exists already? Do we already have uh, manufacturers that are producing sterile products? Can they be leveraged into um, producing vaccines or other uh, therapeutics and diagnostics? Do we have the workforce? Can we train the workforce? Those are sort of the key questions that you need. To, what are our trade policies that allow, say, do we have enabling uh, tax laws that allow you to import the uh, reagents and the basic products required for manufacturing without an undue tax that will therefore support this industry coming to us? Those are the sort of questions that we um, would expect countries and manufacturers in those countries, the governments in those countries, the investment ecosystem in that country um, to ask themselves as they begin to grapple with the opportunity. And I stress this is really an opportunity to invest in an emerging vaccine manufacturing system. Because we need to remember that we're not just invest investing for vaccines of today. The new technology such as mRNA technology suggests that there's there's opportunity to start to think about a lot more diseases that we can vac we can manufacture not just vaccines but therapeutics for biologics for example for treating cancers for treating other immune uh, modulated diseases we can start to look at diagnostics it's the same foundation that informs all these things funding political support uh, enabling trade industry research and development manpower those are critical that's all from us at Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst, with editing by Ogechi Ekeanyao, and reporting by Michael Kaluki. I'm Ogechi Ekeanyao. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. We also have our new Africa Science Focus podcast newsletters. Do subscribe.